When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're about to get the thoughts of Glenn Quartermain from the West Australian newspaper. He was at the game with me at Mineral Resources Park on Saturday night. He's a great rider. He's a very experienced rider. Probably me and him are the two old farts amongst the riders in town. Quarters, welcome to the show. G'day, mate. From one old fart to the other. Yes, exactly. So, mate, you're at the game. What did you make of it? First, from let, let's deal with the, the bleaker end of it to start with. What did you make of it from West Coast side? Um, look, I just heard your last call, and there are some major concerns there. McGovern definitely is one. And my concerns came before the bounce. And Matt Flynn um, withdrawing with that hamstring tendon injury. Now, the severity of it, the planning for him, we don't know yet. But, I mean, they can take up to eight weeks. So there's your Bailey Williams hopes to plant forward more this year out the window. And uh, that's it's all about yeah, first use for the midfield, etc. So... That was the concern entering the game. Look, I thought they showed a bit of pluck in the first half. Um, they were missing quite a few players. And I thought at half time you'd think, well, you know, there's there's some definitely, you can see the green shoots. Um, look, I thought down down back, um, you know, Brady Hoff continues to improve and he'll be important this year. You know, Hunt was very busy. He's going to be very busy this year, Duff, um, cleaning up down there. And look, so... Green shoots, you know, Elliot Yo, great to see him bursting out of stoppage. Um, let's hope he can stay up and about. Down forward line, um, particularly in the first half, you know, we know what Oscar Allen can do, but I think um, the work rate of um, Waterman and also I thought Marrick, for me, um, I walked out of that game thinking, you know, there's some real positives there from him. Um, Chester got some time on the wing. So there were some positives there, but, you know, second half, of course, it just fell away a bit. And um, yeah, Adam Simpson's spoken about the contest. That's where it all starts and the rest will grow from there. Well, we saw the contest certainly in the first half, and they had a crack, um, but, you know, pretty well um, on the spread, they were well beaten after that, and uh, I can see the concerns of people, but I think what we saw last year is never going to be a quick turnaround, was it? It was never going to be a year where they're going to, you know, I think at best this year, we can hope for about six to eight wins, and I think even that is being very optimistic. Um, But look, it's one pre-season game. So let's just see um, what they throw up against Adelaide this week. It's a travel game. And then they get the week's rest, and hopefully they can get a few back. And um, and they can jag a few wins at home, Dust. So, um, That's the I key, isn't it? Like, to, if yeah. their experienced players can stay out there, then they can jag a few wins at home. And that gives the younger players that are playing around the older guys hope. Um, I yep. think West Coast have finally conceded that the, the dynasty is over, and it took them a while to get there. But my, my, my worry is... 
<laughs> My worry is McGovern saw after two quarters, you know, Darling yeah. ripping match simulation apart, then ripping a hamstring. Matty Flynn, as you mentioned, restructures the whole thing. They had a Ruckman playing as a power defender. Callum Jamison had to go down back because there's no McGovern. There's no Harry Edwards. He's got a broken finger. There's no Josh Rotham. He's on the comeback trail from injury. And there's no Rhett Bazo. He's got sore groins as well. Yeah. Um, so there's a the, the injury list is piling up already. Hey, Nathan Fife's first half... Um, pretty powerful statement, wasn't it? Terrific. And it's been had a great pre-season post-Christmas. Um, we all love seeing him back in there. To be honest, I, I just never sat comfortably with me, the forward line experiment. Um, I'm glad he's back as that inside player. I still feel there's going to be some management there. I don't think we can expect um, a full season out of him. Uh, I, I, I heard Justin Longmuir talking about, you know, he's not going to be the bash and crash player he once was. I think he probably has to be, really. That's the best That's the best version of Nat Fife. Um, the thing is, there are other players in there who can help him out, too. I mean, Jay Graham-Mira, I think uh, Hayden Young now. Uh, that was a real a real interest, his um, move to the midfield. How is the... Not only how is that going to impact the dynamic there, but how it was going to impact the dynamic of their defence. And I think Ace played the last couple of games down there last year. He slotted in nicely. Brandon Walker's waiting in the wings. He's made some uh, played some footy at the weekend too, coming back from... I think he's a, a fair bit earlier than anticipated. So, uh, look, very positive for Fife. Um, they're, they're pretty deep in that midfield. He definitely gives them something that they didn't have last year. Um, Will Brody's another who can fill that role. So if he can get some support and if they can manage him the right way, perhaps rest him for a few games on the road. Um, I think, you know, touch wood, touch every bit of wood around you because we all want to see Nat Fife back um, to play the best footy he can. And hopefully get some finals footy too in the last few years um, of his career. So here's a question for you. Now, we've been expecting Hayden Young to play midfield all summer. I think that's a fair comment. But when you look at the depth in Fremantle's midfield, if Fife stands up, is there a case to argue that Young actually goes back to half-back, that you free up a spot maybe to get Brody into the team or to use O'Meara in a slightly different role? As we saw on the weekend... Erasmus didn't play till after half time and then had about six touches in four minutes in the third quarter. Brayshaw got pushed to a wing at times, which I think is a great move, but it also points to the depth in the inside mid positions. Um, They were able to take Sarong out of the game. You've got Johnson trying to push in there. You've got O'Meara trying to push in there. He was on the wing at times. You've got Brody, who's been surplus to requirements for about, you know, 12 months now, who's shown himself to be a pretty capable player. Is there an argument that they should revert Young to the half-back line? No. I, I like him in the midfield. I think that left foot, they need that left foot for that mid-forward connection. So, uh, the only caveat I'll put on that is, you know, he does go back and it, it takes an intercept mark too. He gives him another uh, intercept player back there. So, well, Brennan Cox is out at the moment. Uh, and I thought Oscar McDonald did a pretty good job at the weekend and he'll... He'll be, um, I think, be able to fill that role to a certain extent until Cox comes back. But um, I'd, I'd keep Young in the midfield. I think that's why you have a bench stuff. I'd be rotating players through that, the insides. And, um, you know, Fife certainly will be um, rotated through that. So not yet. Um, let's, see how, let's see how it pans out. It's a great plan B. That would be my answer. I think he's... Uh, it's a fantastic uh, weapon to have up, up your sleeve, just throw Young back. And, look, he may do that from time to time. 
during the season if the game sort of um, demands it. But for me, I've been calling him for, to, for him to play in the midfield for 12 months now, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waver now. Come on, mate. We're uh, we're in the media. We're allowed to change our minds and go back on our first thought. Um, yeah, do it all the time. Harley Reid, what did you make of his first outing against another club? Yeah, I thought he got a fair bit out of it. I think we've got to be careful to temper our expectations. He's a kid. He's um, he's he's an extractor, isn't he? Um, that's his game. I think we're going to see some great flashes this year of uh, wow. Uh, we'll say that a couple of times, but I think we've got to be patient. I can't expect him to step straight in and get 20 plus. It's just not going to happen. So, look, I thought it was, if you think about it, he wakes up in the morning uh, gee, what's going to happen today? No doubt he would have been very nervous and um, wakes up and goes to bed at night. He spent time on Bracer. He spent the first, I think, eight minutes in the, uh, at the, at the, in the middle um, and was rotated through there off half-back, but he spent time on Fife at stoppage. What a great learning experience for him. And uh, he's just going to get incrementally better and better and better and better. So, uh, look, I, I thought, you know, I, I didn't go there thinking, oh, I want to see eight highlights and 20 possessions. I went there. You just want to see what the future can hold. And, look, I thought it was, it was, it was a good first up for him. You know, I'm not spectacular, but... A lot of hope there, you know, that's what you want to see. And thankfully it was only a cramp there near the end. I was a little bit worried there for a moment. Yeah, so. I, he was definitely a cramp. I'm I'm waiting to see on Brady Hoff because they were certainly doing a medical yep. assessment on Brady Hoff when he came to the bench. Um, yeah, yeah, the other one that worried me a bit was Amos, but I'm told he's okay. He just landed awkwardly at one stage. It didn't look great when he came off at three-quarter time, but of course they were rotating, a play, you know, they were managing a few players at the weekend. I think against Port on Friday, you'll see a lot of those players play um, a lot more uh, four-quarter footy. Now, you liked Fremantle's forward line. Um, I did. Loved I, it. I wasn't as convinced as you for a while. I thought they came into the game strongly. But Tom Emmett, he, he's shaping as yep. the Lockie Schultz replacement, would you say? He's like for like, isn't he? I mean, they, go, they, they bat pretty deep when you turns about when you talk about Lockie Schultz, you're talking 33 goals, 17 goal assists, and of course that wonderful defensive pressure, the tackling pressure. So you're just not going to replace that. But you don't have to replace it with one player. You can play, replace it with two or three. They've got so much depth there in terms of numbers. I mean, Walters, Switzkowski, Frederick, you'd think they're, they're, they're starters. Uh, Walters had a very good preseason. Um, but they're, they're pretty deep after that, really. There's a few lining up. So I think Tom Emmett, most likely for me, particularly. Let's see what happens this week. But I thought his game at the weekend, not just... I think he's kicked one, might have kicked a couple. He missed a couple. But he's given a couple. And he gave us a bit of... I think when you talk about the defensive pressure, um, that's where I think Tom Emmett is most like Lockie Short. So for me, I'd have him in their side for round one at right at this point. And... I think Justin Longmuir has said the first half of the weekend was probably where the selectors are thinking at this stage. And um, we'll see a bit more of it against Port Adelaide on Friday. So, yeah, I, I love him, mate. I reckon he's definitely a big pick-up for them. I think he played the last two last year, didn't he, So and showed a bit. So, yep. Tom Emmett, very impressive. What do you do if you're Adam Simpson now? Well, you have to back yourself. I mean, it's... it's I mean, you can... Okay, so one example is: Do you persist with Andrew Gaff on a wing? And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, I don't mean to pick on poor old Andrew Gaff, who's been a great servant of the club. But this is just where they're at. So my my call would be to go for youth on that on the wing. Um, 
you know, you do need experience out there to help the players learn. But I think we're at a point now where you've really got to back your youth. And um, to, to a point where I'm not talking about playing a key position defender on an absolute gun forward and just ruining their confidence. But I, I think you've got to go for it where it's possible. And I, I think he has to just back back where they're going, back the, the, the fact they've gone, they're now going to the draft, back the fact that they're going for youth. And I think he's going, going to have to remain positive. Um, it's going to be a tough year. It's just, you can see that already. So, And, and I don't think they're shying away from that. I think they're expecting that. That's the sort of the feeling I get tough from any meetings we've had with them is that, you know, this is a journey, so we're not expecting an overnight miracle. It's a tough, I think it's going to be a really tough year for Adam Simpson, but that's what he signed up for. Yep, absolutely, and he's well paid to do that as well. Quarters, always a pleasure having you on the show. You can read Glenn's stuff in the West Australian, very fine sports writer. Thanks for joining us, mate. Anytime, mate. Pleasure. A lot of great texts coming in on the text line 0487 736 736. Keep them coming. We'd love to hear more callers like Ben on the Barrett and Day open line on 13 12 55. We'll be back with more after the news.